With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting Made for This. Go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis12 and use code MadeForThis12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. And now, here's Jenny. Well, this season has already been a hit. You all love my husband. (laughs) I love him too. We are actually celebrating our 24th wedding anniversary this week. Happy anniversary. (laughs) We totally forgot y'all. After 24 years, you wake up on that day and you're getting a kid off to camp. No, no, no. I had a big plan. It's already been. Yeah, right. No. No. We we have a whole weekend plan. Actually, I have a trip (laughs) He's making all this up. (laughs) We completely forgot our anniversary for the second year in a row, mind you. It's okay. Wait, do you have your feelings? The good news, not at all, because I forgot too. Okay. Okay. So we real quickly made a reservation. We're going to go out to dinner. We'll be fine. But (laughs) what I want to say is that it is so helpful to hear from you guys about this season because we had a feeling Chloe's idea to do one on decisions that this would be really helpful for all of you. And it is, it is because to me, I mean, when Chloe asked us to do this, we both were like, this isn't a big deal. No, this is really strategic. This is actually something that we, we have mastered after 24 years, I would say, knock on wood, that we don't have to make any big decisions together and they blow up right now. But in large part, this has actually made our marriage. When you think about decision-making, it's such a part of life. Yeah. So we are, we are making decisions every day, whether they're, they're big or small or we think they're significant or insignificant. I know that the things that we're talking about on this podcast might feel like they're the big rocks, like the big decisions, and they are. Those are those are vital. Uh, but decision-making and filtering, how does God want me to, uh, what direction does he want me to move in, is just a part of life. And it's actually a part of our, our daily just communion and walk with God. It's not something that that we set aside and we just necessarily look at a spreadsheet. This is this is the God of the universe that's walking beside us, that's leading us, his spirit is in us, who is saying, seek me, seek me, uh, seek my word, seek my people, and seek the leading of my spirit within you. Uh, and so uh, this decision-making is not a, uh, it's a spiritual process. And if you have a spouse, it's a really, really intimate bonding, uh, sometimes full of conflict. Yeah. But making decisions is part of our everyday that we need to be good at. Uh, we need to learn. And so hopefully that's what this series is doing, uh, is giving you guys hope that a long obedience over time of making decisions, hearing from God and walking with him, you just gain more and more confidence that he's not going to abandon you. He's going to lead you. He's going to put the right people around you, and he's going to show you 
where to go. Today, we're actually going to talk about money and how we make decisions regarding money. Some of you are going to lose your minds over how um, we do this. You're going to, <laughs> you're going to be so uncomfortable. I remember I was talking to somebody whose whole life is is teaching people to deal with their money. And even she was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe y'all do this. So we're going to share a little bit about that. But before we do, you said something really interesting in that last little part about hearing from God. And I just want to be clear, and we've talked about this in the first episode, I believe, but hearing from God for us looks like several things. The first thing is the word of God. We know our priorities are based around what God's told us to care about. I mean, you can look at the history of our life and and how we have chosen to steward money. And it's been based on priorities that God has given us, whether that's community and spending intimate time with people that we love, whether that is orphan care, whether that is giving to organizations that that we believe in, whether that is generosity with our home and the things that God has given us. We definitely do not see anything as our own. Everything is God's and, and he's given it to us for a season to steward it. And so before we get in there, I just want y'all to know that we see it as the word of God, hearing from God. Also, of course, the spirit of God will prompt us sometimes to give to something or even just which way do we go? How do we know what to to do? And he gives us, I would say, just a nudge. I wouldn't say it's ever been a voice or rarely, rarely been a voice, but we'll just have a piece about a direction. And because we both are surrendered to God, there's a trust that he's going to be clear with us and show us which way to go. And then thirdly, and this is the one I really want to talk about today, Zach, is Community has been a huge way that we've heard from God and people in our lives that surround us, that we let into the crevices of our lives, that we share the intimate details of our lives. Let's talk about that because this is the part that's going to blow everybody's mind. Talk about our small group and and specifically to do with financial decisions. Yeah. So 24 years married, and I would say that 21 of the 24, we haven't fully lived this way. We haven't been in this kind of environment where we have had people this much involved <laughs> in 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 our finances, in our day-to-day, in in how we steward what God has given us. And and so we'll say uh, the last three years have been so fruitful, uh, so encouraging to have those safe people in our lives uh, that know those things about us that are encouraging us, maybe that are also calling us out. But we have a small group of five couples that um, annually uh, we will uh, put our budget together uh, for the upcoming year. We will reflect on our previous year's budget and how we stuck to that or why we didn't stick that to that and, and look at our stewardship goals that we had over the previous year and say, did we actually uh, execute or or did God provide what we thought he was going to provide so we could give what we gave? So Zach's saying this real matter of factly, but let me blow your mind with it for just a minute. So we sit down with all of our numbers, every bit of our income, every bit of our expenses, every bit of our giving, every bit of our, if there's any debt from houses or cars or anything, all is on paper. We take it to our small group. So every single person in the group does this. And we walk through with numbers, all of our finances. And the thing people can't believe is that we put the numbers down. But that has probably been the most important part. Because I do think showing everybody everything, 
they have asked really hard questions and good questions. Also, getting to see everybody else's numbers is so inspiring. Like there's a couple in there that gives so much to so many organizations that it challenged all of us. We kind of gave to a handful and they really give widely to a lot. And it just, it it made us feel more creative and think out of the box. I think watching other people and how they steward money has caused all ships to rise. Like we all have in different areas had weaknesses in our finances that we have grown in because of watching other people and the way they live, the way they give, the way they keep up with things. I would say that was one of our weaknesses is as long as we weren't getting into trouble, we didn't really keep up with how much we were spending in different categories. And then when we did, you were like, dang it, like we eat out a lot. Like you start to notice spending patterns that you don't really notice because it doesn't feel like we eat out that much because it's maybe once or twice a week. But when you put it down on paper over the course of a year, and there's extra times in there and you go out, go on trips and stuff, you start to realize, wow, that's really a lot, which causes you to think a little bit more about it. Right. So what you're saying is both of us are visionaries and we're idea people. High level. And not uh, details. we're not very good with details. <laughs> and so as long as we're not broke or the bank's calling, we're we think we're OK. <laughs> and so this is actually especially good for us because it's forcing us to do things that we probably wouldn't do to the level that we're doing. And we've got other small group members who are better in the details. Yes, uh, they, yes. They have helped. strengths there that they can really push into some of the places where we might go, well, this is a little fuzzy or I think this is about what it is. And they just keep pressing us in. Of, yeah. No, what is it? And you can't work with the, what you don't have clarity on. And so- yeah. That's been helpful. You've got to have really safe people to do this. I mean, we were we were nervous the first time, but our small group knows everything about us. And so by the time we were doing our finances, it didn't feel crazy. So you don't just sit down with anybody. But but I mean, for those of you that are young, that aren't married yet, or maybe even your newlyweds, reach out to your parents. If they were good with money, I promise you, they would love to help you. So think out of the box about who these people could be, maybe an older couple or two. But I would just say somebody needs their nose in your business because this is a very important topic. Scripture speaks so much to it. In fact, I don't know that it speaks to anything more than this subject because God knew that this was a place where people would, their hearts would be um, prone to, to be greedy. Their hearts would be prone to focus on it because honestly, if you have too little, which has been the majority of our marriage, or you have too much, there have been issues with both. It's a consuming thing, whether you you have a lot or whether you have a little. <laughs> right. Or even if you just have exactly enough, you're going to have to be thinking about money a lot to be able to make sure that all fits, that it yeah. all works out. Yeah. So who, who, whoever feels like they have exactly enough. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so money is neutral, right? It's it's not inherently evil. It's how it's how things get done. It's how organizations get funded. It's how uh, businesses run. It's how profit is made. So we actually have the ability to give it away. And so money is inherently neutral. Our hearts often do something different with that. Either we villainize what money is and we look at it as evil or we idolize it. And, and really, I guess this is idolatry on both ends. If, if you are a hoarder and all you can think about and talk about is money and how much you're saving and it becomes an idol, or you're a huge spender and, or you're just greedy and you want, you just, you want to make the next million dollars. 
it can become the idol of our hearts, but it's not inherently evil. It's inherently neutral. And so doing this with our small group has been super helpful. I would say uh, two things. The first time is going to be the hardest time. Once you go there the first time and everybody exhales uh, because there's that anticipation uh, or whoever you're doing it with, um, I would say you're going to need just go first, be the person that goes first and people will follow after you. I would say the second thing is, is that you're going to have to fight. And maybe this is the case before you uh, go first, you're going to have to fight thoughts of comparison, or maybe that's your fear of going into it, of why I wouldn't do that. Well, that's, yeah, that, that's why it needs to be really safe people too. Guys, you know how much I love HelloFresh. We use it weekly and they aren't even sending it for free. We are just paying for it because we love it that much. So you can enjoy quality meals for less in the comfort of your home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than the average restaurant meal, according to Zagat's dining survey. My favorite meal that we have are the meatballs and they have this Greek sauce that you pour on it. Y'all, my kids think I'm the fanciest cook ever because of how fancy this food looks. It doesn't just taste good, but it's actually beautiful. I love cooking with HelloFresh. They are America's number one meal kit, and there's a reason. And they are offering you 12 free meals, including free shipping, when you go to HelloFresh.com slash this 12 and use the code MADEFORTHIS12. HelloFresh offers 25 plus recipes every week with a huge range of flavors, cuisines, and ingredients so you'll never get bored. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they are fresh. And eating healthier has never been easier. They have all different types of options, whether you're a vegetarian or you're just carb conscious, you can sign up for whatever plan you want for yourself and your family. Our family loves it. It helps us sit down and cook together and eat together, which is my favorite part of the day. HelloFresh offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking. And you can easily change your delivery days or food preferences and skip a week, whatever you need. Sometimes we do have to skip a week. So go to HelloFresh.com slash MadeForThis12 and use the code MadeForThis12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. When we got married, we were living on $500 a month. Now, we were in college. Just so you all know, we got married really young. My husband was playing college football at a small um, school in Tennessee, and we lived in married student housing. That was a thing. Yes, it was. And he had a scholarship. So our that big bill was covered. But outside of that, we did. We lived on $500 a month. And so... We, I mean, we did red beans and rice. We did canned chicken because I didn't like tuna. We did creative things. And so we have lived on very, very little in our lives and and had to make decisions. And I would say all of the decisions we made, whether it was with very, very little or with more, we have sensed a provision that God has, has given as we have submitted to him and just said, hey, we're going to do our best with this. What would you say to people right now that are saying there's just not enough. And one thing I love is looking back, we tithed. Like even when there wasn't enough, we were still giving. So let's talk about giving for just a little bit because it's such a value to us and how how we did that. How did that work out for us? Because I can't imagine, I mean, looking back, 
there were so many lean years. And then even when we made more, it was a ministry salary, one ministry salary, and we had four kids. So what did that look like to you who managed our books to give still in the midst of not having enough? Well, I think that that, that was the first, the first thought was that giving was not an option. That, it's like that, taxes. You just set it aside right away. Yeah. I mean, as soon as the paycheck came in, there was the portion that was set aside. Okay. So now we have these kids that are becoming adults. We have one that is a senior in college, so he'll be heading into the world. What are things that you want him to know about money that you hope for him when he gets out and we're no longer paying his bills? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first thing for our oldest is that, that I want him to, to walk with no debt, that debt is your master. We talk to folks that want to go onto the mission field. And one of those requirements before going overseas on the mission field is a lot of those sending agencies will say, you have to retire your debt uh, before you, because that will keep compounding while you're on the mission field. There, and so there is debt is your master. Uh, as long as it is over you. And so that's the that's the first thought of walking with no debt. But um, this, the second thought is, as I'm processing this with my son, he's choosing careers. It's really fun to listen to him talk about choosing a career, not about the, how much money it makes, but about how he can contribute to society and how God can use his work to bring him glory. Uh, and so uh, that's, that's something that is super fulfilling as a parent to hear your kids saying as they're graduating and moving into the workforce. So another question is, what if my spouse and I do not agree on how to spend money? What would you say, Zach? Well, I think that <laughs> that's been a... a one of the themes of conflict in our lives is that when we aren't in agreement, when we don't seek each other's counsel uh, and make a decision together on some of the bigger purchase, medium purchases, that's where our expectations are different and that's where conflict happens. Uh, but I would say this is that if, if you're married, when you and your spouse are making these decisions, the ramifications of these decisions, uh, if they go well, if they don't go well, you're still united in your marriage together. Uh, and so you can deal with the consequences. We were walking through that with one of our small group members uh, recently who uh, made a decision of, of, of a house to purchase. And uh, they were, they're both pretty risk averse. And and that was my counsel to them is there, this was not something that was super black and white, that, that there weren't any red flags. There were, it was, it was just, it was a green light from our small group, uh, but it was a little bit more risky than the couple was used to making. And that was my counsel to them of, are you guys united? Um, if you guys are united, then together you can, you can handle what happens on the backside if this proves to be a good decision or not a good decision, but you made that decision together. That's good. Bottom line, money is a tool and it is a really powerful tool and it is a tool that can cause a lot of good and it also can become something that enslaves us. And, and so keeping it as a working tool in your life is your goal, not something that is a noose around your neck and you feel stuck forever. 
that wisdom and the counselors around you, possibly your parents or wise mentors if you're young, peers, if you can find that in a small group setting, people that love God and want also to live lives that submit all parts of their lives to God. There is a peace that has come as we have taken these big decisions to a group of godly people. And we've made these decisions together because what happens is we can articulate why we are doing something that we are doing. It isn't just a random spend. It's a, it has purpose built into it. And if we can't give that purpose, they'll call that out and this isn't something we're going to do. And so it has been just such a sharpening experience to share this with other people. I know it sounds crazy, y'all. And again, I say, make sure and find really safe people, but it is possible. Thank you guys so much for being part of this community. We do not take it for granted that so many of you show up week after week. If this is blessing you, we would love for you to go help this podcast be found by other people. And the way you can do that, first subscribe so that you actually get all of the episodes. You don't miss anything. It shows up right on your phone or on your device. And you know when we have a new episode. And then also rate and review. Your rates and reviews help the charts and that helps people find the podcast. So that's why we care about that. And let's be real. It's really fun to read your stories. Sometimes it feels a little bit like we are just throwing all these words out into thin air. And then we go read your reviews and they're so thoughtful and kind and it means so much to us. Chloe and I will text each other, you know, just to encourage each other. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you.